Thank you to all who led us in a prayer. And before we officially begin the East Course service, I want to share a, my prayer with you, my thoughts with you, about four people we lost this past year. Last night, I didn't watch it. I'm looking forward to seeing it tomorrow, but there was a reprise on television of the Muppets. And like you, I'm looking forward to watching them again with my kids, probably even more than my kids. But the thing that I love the most about the Muppets, even from when I was young and as I got older, as I look forward to on this episode, is the last couple of minutes. Because there are two characters that show their face in the last couple of minutes that always sum up the show. A lot of them, a lot of people don't know their names, but they're called Waldorf and Statler. They're actually named after two different hotels in New York City. And they're two older gentlemen, and they sit on the balcony of the hotel, of the hotel, of the Muppets, rather. And their job is to offer a sense of rebuke or cynicism or laughter at whatever was happening in the episode. And everyone always got a chuckle out of them. And I thought of these two characters when I think of four other characters that our synagogue has lost. Not really because of these characters' cynicism, but basically of their demeanor, of their role, of who they were. I'm referring to the soul of Ben Ryback, of Bernie Levere, of George Hankin, and of Bernie Weinflash, who all died this past year. These four people came every single Shabbat. They didn't miss. And they all sat together in one row, right smack in the center of the sanctuary, maybe five or six rows back. And at the time of their collective death, they reached a ripe age together of 360 years. Now, one of them had a hearing difference and he couldn't hear. Another one was legally blind. One had trouble walking and the other one forgot a lot of things. But together, they made an awesome team. And together, each and every Shabbat, they would sit in that row and something became whole and complete for me when I saw them together. There wasn't a thing happening that they didn't use an excuse to kibitz and share one to the next. Bernie, who loved cantorial music and loved our cantor, whenever the cantor would introduce the blessing for the new month and incorporate whatever the holiday upcoming would be, he would always pause and share with everyone and you could see them nodding away. And if he incorporated some piece of chazanut, he would always claim who the composer was, and who put it together, and hum along in his own words. That was incredible. I could still see Bernie in my mind's eye just kind of squinting from his seat as he would sing along with that cantor, sing along with our songs, and sing along with those people in that row, swaying from right to left and left to right, and what is a beautiful expression of their Yiddishkeit. To me, I still hear him singing and joining in, and I still see him shuffling up with someone's assistance to make a l'chaim at the end of services. George Hankin of blessed memory was our resident Kohen at our shul. He was also our resident Jewish historian. No one knew more about Bergen County Jewish history 
than George Hankin. He was one of the founders of this community. He worked as the first CEO of the JCC. He was instrumental in the foundation of the UJA. He helped the Solomon Schechter get their first building near the JCC. He was an amazing man. And one of my many visits to see George, you could see in his living room, proudly hanging, pictures of him who had sat with four different sitting presidents and his opportunity to meet all of them. Now, if Bernie couldn't see so well, George couldn't hear too well. He would always have our hearing assist devices on, but then pull them off and say, what did you say? I can't hear you. (laughs) But for some man who had the challenge of hearing, every Shabbat when I would pose a question to the congregation, he had an uncanny ability to know the answer and get it right. He would always have his hand in the air and yell out something that not only reflected his incredible knowledge of our history and of the Torah, but also of where we work in a contemporary way. I even remember a particular Shabbat where I was asking about something happening in our world, and I think it was George who quoted an event that had happened with the Kardashians to put it into context. (laughs) At over 95 years old, that's an incredible feat, and really an amazing mind, so sharp, to put in our contemporary world then and now to what our Torah was talking about and always the first with his hand up, which I think is so emblematic to the way he lived, not just for the Kohen Aliyah, not just to answer a question, but to always say, I'm here, and I can make a difference. What a special soul we lost. What a vacancy we feel in that row. Bernie Levere was the most recent to leave us. He died just on the eve of Rosh Hashanah. He was buried the day after Rosh Hashanah. He was a towering man with a sweet disposition, and he had a love of the greater Jewish world. He loved gardening, and he loved taking pictures, and he also loved to travel. And he always would incorporate those things together. He would go to some random place in Afghanistan and take pictures of flowers and trees that only blossom and bloom there. He had this uncanny ability at the same time when talking about the Torah portion on that Shabbat or anything that had happened, of telling me privately, never to grandstand, always at Kiddush, somewhere here in this room, about how his trip to Afghanistan in the 70s or his trip to Iran in the 60s or his trip to Iraq in the 80s, how he was able to get into these places and capture with the camera and his eye and his history so many pieces that we call part of our history and share with them in the most gorgeous and loving way. I first met Bernie over 18 years ago as he was a contributor to the Jewish Theological Seminary. And he was so involved in helping with resources and time and the foundation and shaping of future Jewish leaders. What an incredible and towering figure and what an absence that would always stand out in that row on Shabbat. Like so many others, and this generation in particular, Bernie gave to his country and served proudly in World War II, where he was a captain at a POW camp. While he is the most recent to leave, his absence is felt just the same. Ben Ryback was one of the softest souls God created. 
He was a doctor, very soft-spoken, always kind and good. I would see him at two places in my life. I would see him every Shabbat, sitting with his best friends, talking, kibitzing, sharing, and always laughing and smiling. He always wore a smile. And the other place I saw him was at 94 years old, at the top floor of the gym at the JCC, literally lifting weights, always. There wasn't a time I finished a service, not once, where Ben wouldn't come over to me with some economy of words and a sweet touch, pinch my cheek, touch my face, and say, I liked it. Or, <laughs> and occasionally I got, I really liked it. But that little phrase, that little touch, those small moments were just the most fulfilling and meaningful as a rabbi and as a member of the community. And it wasn't limited to me or to the cantor. He had those same interactions with kids that would come and daven every week, people in their 30s and 40s who came, people who came once a year, and people who came every week. And they were all individually special, amazing souls. They really were. But there was something magical when they sat together in that row. All of different heights, all of similar ages, all with different challenges as they reached a mature, ripe age. But all of them happy to be in shul, proud to participate, and all of them with a rich history. I stand here today sad that that row is literally and figuratively empty. And I stand here today with a sense of worry. Who's going to take their seats? Who's going to sit there in the weeks and months and years to come? It doesn't matter if you have trouble seeing or hearing or remembering or even standing. Who's going to be there to answer questions about the Torah portion or to share about their service or to mark and note which nigun the cantor is incorporating or where a particular teaching comes from? Who's going to come and offer that sense of good cheer and kindness? Who's going to tie it all together for us? and a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. Just like every episode of The Muppets would happen, with Waldorf and Statler putting it all into context and making sure that the show closed with a smile. That's what Bernie and Bernie and Ben and George did for us. They made it so special each week. But I think they did more than that. They remind us of a responsibility. And the responsibility is that they can't have lived in vain. And to have lived in vain would mean that they would die and there'd be no role or responsibility for any of us in which to replace them. And that would be a tragedy. And that means we need to sit in those seats and continue with their legacy. It means we have to answer questions when they're asked. We have to offer good cheer. We have to sing along with our cantor. And we always have to offer perspective and give difference. That is the real beauty of how they lived and why they lived. And while there's a portion of our heart that feels incredibly empty today and sad and missing them, along with so many others that we recall, there's also a call to all of us 
in which we must respond. A call in where we say, the Ika Ana, I am here. A call in which we say, Hineni, I am here. And we will continue. And if we do, we pray that the lives that they lived continue to live in us and they continue to be an inspiration. May they rest in the peace in which they deserve. And I pray that while they're buried next to their loved ones or their loved ones to be, that they find their loved ones, their good friends, up there somewhere. And they're sitting together, enjoying life, enjoying Yontif, enjoying Shabbos, kibitzing with each other, and reminiscing on the incredible impact they had on our community and all of our souls. May their souls be bound in the bond of life eternal. And may they forever rest in the peace in which they deserve. Let us say, Amen.